for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how you doing today? I am doing wonderful, Russ. It looked like you almost started dancing with me. I, I'm getting there. It's contagious, man. It is contagious. I, mean, I saw a little <laughs> bit of a head bob, and I'm like, is Russ yeah. going to dance with me today? This is, this is to happen, the man. first time. Well, the other thing with that is, and for, for those watching on video, I've got a uh, uh, a Trente uh, latte this or a cold brew this morning. So this is like the biggest – it's basically just a bucket of coffee and caffeine that they uh, gave to me this morning at Starbucks. So uh, <laughs> I, I'll be talking I, I, a little faster today probably. <laughs> well, I also have my coffee going. Nice. I have my big nice. brew going because I need some energy. I'm going out golfing. I am pumped up to play. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, I am pumped up to play the best round of golf today. Well, you know what, Greg? Okay, so two episodes ago, we had a guest on. We had Drew, uh, who uh, teaches improv. He does this, this like yeah. live meeting drawings. It, it's a cool show and it's a cool concept. Be, be sure to check that one out. Two episodes ago, we had that right. Now I ran into Drew. I talked to him this last week, and guess what he said about you? Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> what did yeah. he say? Well, okay, so after the show, we started talking about golf. Right. As right, right. generally, we, you know, it's either going to be golf or food is, is the two topics that we talk about afterwards. So we talked about golf that time. And he said that he played one of his best games ever because of the advice that you gave him. Do you remember the no, advice? That's great. Yeah. That is yeah. fantastic. What piece? I, okay. It, so I was talking about a bunch of different things because, you know, people get me talking about golf. This is about uh, what you should be aiming for, what you should be uh, trying to get the on each on each hole. Okay, okay. So just to kind of fill everybody in on this, uh -huh. real briefly, when people are just learning how to play golf, they get so in love with watching the pro golfers on television. They're like, oh, I want to make birdies. I want to make pars. And my advice is, you know, if if, if I hear somebody go, you know, how did, how did you shoot? And they say, well, it's a good round if I break 100. I go, okay, that's fine. Here's what you should try to do is why don't you just try to make a bogey on every hole? Because mm -hmm. if you make a bogey on every hole, you think, do the math on it, you're going to shoot 90. And if just breaking mm -hmm. 100 is your goal, if you're going after 90, you don't have to try to get on the green, a par four and two shots, go for three shots and then two putt, there's your bogey. You do that consistently on every hole, you're shooting 90. And if you miss it on five holes, you're shooting 95. You're still shooting way better than your goal of shooting 100. It's when people right. try to yeah. get a far birdie on every hole, they get in trouble. So that yeah. helped them. That, the, yeah, so that helped him. Now, here's the other thing. I went as well, and I just basically, what I did was I just sort of stopped caring. <laughs> like, I just put off the pressure of like, you know what? I'm going to do as best as I can and not, you know, like I, I played – so much better than the last time. I actually had a, a, a decent round. I felt good about it and I want to go back. So the last time I played, I was like, eh, maybe I'll go back someday. <laughs> so, well, you know so what's good funny? advice. Good advice. I, I appreciate that. You know what? It's all mindset, right? It's it all really mindset is. with, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's okay. Am I going to be a pro golfer today when I've only been playing for six months? No, you're not. Get in the right mindset progress, evolve mm -hmm. as, as a golfer, as a player, as a person. And that hey, is as, kind as of a, what we want to speak yeah. about today, right? Yeah. Just, just add as a business owner or business leader, it just add that to, to what you're just saying. It's the same thing. 
golf is life. <laughs> or life is golf. I'm not sure which way it goes, but I think you have that poster uh, somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere I'm going to find it. But or if if I don't, I'm going to make it because I I think we just figured something out here. Some yeah, brand there you go. Mm-hmm. But this is the perfect lead-in for our guest today. Our guest is Brad Milford. He is the CEO of Build Brilliance. Uh, Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you. Just grateful to be here. Yeah, well, you know, I, I felt that this was a, a it kind of happened naturally, a lead into, you know, bringing you in because you have a fantastic story. First, give us a little background on what you're doing with Build Brilliance. Uh, but what I want to dig into is like how you got there. But the, give us give us the brief background on Build Brilliance first. Sure. Uh, brief. So Build Brilliance Business Solutions, and but Build Brilliance is, is commonly what I say. And, you know, here's the thing. So it's a horrible marketing name. I can tell you that just being honest, like <laughs> a great name is when it identifies exactly what you do. And so look, I get it. It's not the greatest name, but, you know, at that stage for me, I was so passionate about it. And, and here's the essence of what that is. We all have this brilliance inside us, right? We all have this essence, these things that people don't talk about anymore, like quiddity, these metaphysical terms, right? Or eudaimonia, which is another term that people know they don't use, right? No, very rarely people know what that is, but it's, it's like human flourishing and this, and this quiddity is like the essence of, of something, right? And those terms are forgotten. They might be archaic, but, but these, these are things that we deal with every day, right? Like right, everybody right. has a brilliance with, you know, inside them. And unfortunately, many of us, as even in business, um, and those people who want to break the golden handcuffs and become business owners, right? Unfortunately, many of us carry within us these, um, you can call it mindset or head trash or these things, right? That are inaccurate. Mm-hmm. They're, they're fallacies. There, there are these things that we carry with us. It's baggage, right? He's like, yeah. I'm not worthy of that. And basically, brilliance is being able to just trash all that and experience the freedom of who you are truly within yourself, your strengths, your talents, your all your inner workings, right? Your your motives, your principles, your beliefs, all these things, all these pieces. People talk about them out on the internet, right? It's like you take a puzzle and you throw the puzzle pieces up in the air and then you hear these little snippets of mindset or all these things. How do you put all that together, right? How do you put all that together and then actually be able to work effectively in business as a CEO, as a COO or C-suite, or even as a director or just an employee, right? How do you, how do you enjoy and love what you do and be able to flourish in a human way. So that's the essence of what I love helping people do. And it's a long drawn out story, but you asked for short. So that's, that's, that's the shortened version. <laughs> so back to you. <laughs> and then, okay. So, and how did you get there? How did you get there? Let's, let's talk about that. Look, so I can go into like a public speaking, you know, hero story, but I'll give you the condensed, the condensed version of it, right? But it did, it did start at the origin. So, I mean, when I was seven years old, what happened was, you know, we all have different upbringings and we come from different backgrounds, but what happened for me was at seven years old, my mom and my stepdad had an argument 
and they split up. And so now at seven years old, I'm here. I don't have a stepfather and I don't have a father. And so I have no male role model. Okay. And all I really want is I want to be loved. I want to belong. I want to become something significant, something important, you know, and I just want to be a good human being. Right. But I didn't really, my mom, God love her. And with all respect to her, she raised four children on her own from that point forward. And you know, she had to have two jobs and things like that to take care of us. So, you know, I, I really felt alone. My older brother was seven, eight years, older brother, six, seven, eight years older than me. And my younger brother was, you know, who came later was like five, five um, years younger than me. So here I was middle child. I'm all alone. Right. How do, how do I get attention? How do I become loved? How do I, that's where it started. And then from there, like I went on a journey so I wasn't getting the attention. So I went uh, maybe a, rec a direction I don't recommend most people go. I became the class clown, you know, just always creating shocking content and saying things to see how people <laughs> react. And, you know, I went the negative route. <laughs> um, that did not go well. So, well, I'll just leave it there. But I was in and out of schools and I've changed and like, then I came to realize like I, I wasn't getting what I really wanted. Like I really wanted to be loved and belong. Right. At an early yeah. age though, I also was exposed. My stepdad, they split up, left 16 NLP tapes in the basement. And I popped those in cassette tapes. I know some people right. don't know what those are. Some people listening probably don't <laughs> know what those are. like CDs. Right. I popped those in and started listening to NLP at nine years old. I really wanted to make a change, right? I did want to make yeah. a change, but I was a troublemaker. So from there, um, zipping through this now to speed it, speed the story up, I really went on a search, right? So I went, at, I was out of the house at right around sixteen years old. We'll just to, to eat, make it easy. I'll say right around sixteen. I was on my own. I I went to Cleveland. I moved from Pittsburgh to Cleveland. And then from Cleveland we found some failures. I mean, you just fail forward. Right. And we started business and trying to make money and, you know, connecting with people and all these things we do went up and down the coast selling little trinkets. Right. And then that lasted for about a year and a half, very shortened version of the story, some fun stuff in there, but uh, for another day. And then I said, look, I really like the travel. I'm, I like business, but I don't know that much yet. You know, I'm young. I've got a lot to learn. What can I do? And so I joined the Navy and, Two days later, after talking to a recruiter, I was I was in the Navy. So that was good. Um, that was at the time where uh, Desert Storm and, and um, Sharp Edge is what it was called back then started. So that was many years ago. That was in like 19, I don't remember, 1993 or something. I think like, I got yeah. out. That was so when it all kicked off was when all that started. And that was fascinating. Um, I was cryptologist and what I learned in, so there's good and bad. It was, it was during wartime when the war hit and I had some exposure to that. But what I learned is I'm, I'm great with patterns. And because I studied cryptology, that was a great thing. So that was the one thing that I took away from that, where I started learning that you double down on your strengths, you become aware of your weaknesses, but you don't focus on them. Like you double down on your strengths. Right. So from there, when I came out, going back to the unworthiness thing, I cryptology is not something you do in the civilian sector. 
Right. So I was like, right. here I am again. Not what a lot of cryptology jobs out there. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I'm like, what do I do? Right. All the stuff I know is like highly classified. Um, you know, if I, unless I wanted to be the secret service or CIA, which I did not um, like, what do you do with all that? So here I was again, not knowing where I wanted to go. And that's when I turned to entrepreneurship. So um, I turned the mic back to the hosts here. <laughs> do you want me to continue and wrap that up or do you want you me know, to pause for a moment? <laughs> well, let's, you know what, let, why don't we actually, uh, since you're, since you're passing it back over to us, we'll, we'll pause for a minute. I want to learn how you take that experience and give that information to the clients and the people that you're working with. I think that will be kind of our next topic here as we continue on DIY for business, a part of Electrocast Media. We'll be right back. Welcome back to DIY for Business with Russ and Greg. Uh, you got to check out the bestbusinessnetwork.com, a website with a lot of fantastic business shows. I highly encourage you checking them all out. Wonderful. Uh, and today we are talking to Brad Milford. He is the CEO of Build Brilliance Business Solutions. And um, before we went to break, we, you know, Brad gave us a fantastic background of kind of where he started from seven years old all the way through to, to being an entrepreneur. And we kind of, you know, he owns a business that he's helping business owners. And I think he's taken a lot of what his background was and kind of passed that on to all these business owners to help them in their journey. And uh, we'd love to hear a little bit more about how your business really influences and impacts all these other business owners that probably are in different situations in a lot of cases, but they need help and they need to kind of figure that journey out for themselves. How, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, it's a great question. So lots of assessments <laughs> sure. um, like yeah. many consultants do and coaches yeah. do um, lots of conversations. The, the truth is, look, there's many strategies to go about things. But what I love the most, what's most effective is what the fewest people do. It's kind of weird, right? So the greatest thing you can do is have a conversation with someone, share your time and be present with them and listen to their situation and identify where they are. And yet so many people are on the one side, they're afraid to do that. They're afraid to just pick up the phone or just set a call and to be able to do that. Um, because they're afraid they're going to get sold. I got to jump in before we lose, we lose that thought, Brad. Yeah. Why do you think people yeah. are afraid to have those conversations? Exposure, mostly. I mean, people have just been inundated with, you know, with marketing and with sales and, you know, and a lot of them, I, I mean, I'm almost, I would venture to say everybody's been stuck at some point. Everybody's bought something they didn't need. Everybody's been, you know, coerced. Um, into buying something that didn't work for them. And yeah, there's a lot of reasons for that, but I think almost everybody feels it. Okay. It may or may not be logical. It may or may not be true, but everybody feels as if it is. And so there's fear. It's, I mean, it's fear. Let's call it what it is. Right. And so people are afraid to reach out to somebody yeah. because they're going to get coerced into buying something they don't actually need. And it's a okay. real problem. It's a real problem. Mm -hmm. okay. So, so from there, I love having conversations with people 
Business is about relationships. Business is a people business. And I think sometimes people forget that. Look, I'm an integrator. I love yeah. the the techie side of things. I love the, you know, the the tactical side, but business is a people business. So kind of tapping back into my story, what I was missing 40 years of my life. Okay. I literally traveled all over the place, came out of the military, got into business, still traveling. I built I was in the recreation business for 15 years, built stadiums, playgrounds, tennis courts, basketball courts, anything you've ever seen in a park I have designed and built and installed. And it was great business, you know, made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, But even through that business ongoing for 15 years within that industry, I always had this thing inside me that I knew something was missing. Right. There Hmm. there were some broken pieces and I didn't know what those were. The cool thing is along the way, because I because of the early age thing that I described, I always wanted to improve. Right. I think it would probably tapped into that NLP stuff at nine years old that I was listening to. I had no idea what half the words were. I think (laughs) there was like a seed planted there. Right. You know, where I'm like, there's got to be some continuous improvement here. And so I've carried that all along the way. And it's podcast now, but it was cassette tapes before and then CDs and, you know, all these different um, evolutions to get us to podcasts. And and so I I journaled those things. I captured those things. And so I actually have, and here I'm going to pause. I love delivering actionable information. I'm going to just deliver something that I recommend anybody listening or watching should do. So I don't like shooting people, but I'm going to encourage you to do it. So I started to capture my lessons and transformational, um, transformational lessons and just lessons learned, right? Anything that I feel like, oh my goodness, I just had an aha moment and like that transformed me in a certain way, right? I captured Mm -hmm. them and I put it on, I put it in a spreadsheet. What was the emotion I was feeling? What was the breakthrough I just experienced? Who helped me get there? What year was it? (laughs) Like, how do I remember it? What happens is, See and I do the same thing for journal of these things. Yeah. So I have over a hundred <laughs> transformational lessons learned that I can pull to at any given time. But the reason why I'm encouraging people to do this is because you don't need a coach or a consultant or anything. You can do it by yourself. Just a simple spreadsheet, right? And start capturing them. What happens is we tell ourselves, hey, I learned this thing today. But we never revisit it to remind ourselves that we learned this thing until we end up in it coming across the same situation again. And then we say, Oh my goodness, how did I do this again? I thought I learned this lesson already. But if you, if you look at them periodically, then you, you prevent yourself from repeating your mistakes. I just do it in in notes. Like I have, I have a notes, uh, uh, full like setup i'm i'm like crazy organized with my the way that i have notes set up on my iphone and you know fortunately it's on my mac as well but like i have all these ideas ideas that have worked ideas that have failed and i sort of give them a little you know description in each one of these i'm kind of amazed at how many of those things come up again later in my career like years later where it's something that i did and oh, you know what? I did it this way last time and that didn't work. So I had to go to this and change it to this. Oh yeah. And I kind of forgot, you know. but I go back and I look at this note and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just going to start here. Start, start with step four that actually worked and, and just skip one, two, three, <laughs> because I completely failed on, on that. I think you know that's, 
Oh, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Greg, sorry. But you know what's uh, interesting is this podcast that you and I do, Russ, reminds yeah. me of those lessons because we have yeah, right? so many speakers that come up and they're talking about their their top of expertise, and it reminds me of those lessons that I learned earlier in my career or earlier in life, maybe even before I started business. And I go, yeah. oh yeah, like I do feel right. the same way that you know our our guest feels. I just forgot, and, and it wasn't at front of mind it, anymore. And uh, totally. so anyway, this totally hits yeah. home for me. Well, I I do that with books as well now. Like I read, you know, like I'm reading all these different business books. Um, I'm, I'm right now I'm reading Polly's, uh, Polly yep. Campbell. Um, yep. Simply said, you got to go check out that podcast. Part of the Best Business Network here. She's also got the book. It's fantastic. I'm like halfway through it, but I'm, I'm going through that book, and it's like I've got notes on that book where you know wins losses types of things of like, oh, this is a good idea for later. Maybe I would do it this way. Maybe I would apply it that way, and just like keeping that stuff because you're not going to remember everything. You know, there's, we have like shot glass brains and gallons full of knowledge stuff spills away all the time. So you gotta, you gotta note that. Um, Maybe I have the shot glass brain. I don't know about everyone. You know, you you did mention a term and I had to, I had to look this up while we were talking because uh, I wanted to see my integrator score. I want to talk about that integrator versus vision, uh, visionary a little bit, because I think Mm -hmm. that that's very telling as well for folks. And maybe it's a, it's a test that you can take online for free. So maybe that's something that, uh, somebody that's listening to this podcast can do uh, today. So I I think that's something that I want to get into. But of course, we do got to take a short little break here. Uh, We will continue. And hey, I mentioned the Best Business Network. Go check that out. Best Business Network podcast. You can do that. We've got like 60 seconds for you to go check that out. But then come right back here to DIY for Business. Thanks for listening to DIY for Business. Hey, you know what? I mentioned the other podcast, electrocast.com, the best business now. Hey, also DIY for business podcast.com. All of our episodes are there, easy to share. Hey, we have this really cool cover art too that when you share it, it goes on your social. Uh, go check it out. All right. Uh, we're talking with uh, Brad here, Brad Milford. And I, we, you, you brought up the term integrator. And uh, there's a f- test that I took and here, here was the crazy thing. There's, there's integrator and there's visionary. At least that's, that's the two, uh, that I ranked well for. And uh, typically people don't rank well for both of those. And it's like, Oh, okay, well, what does this mean for me? And so then I did all this kind of research on it and whatnot and found out that, well, I'm probably definitely more of an integrator than a, than a visionary, but Let's, let's. Can you t- tell us a little about those terms and kind of what that is, and and do you utilize that test when you're talking to clients? I do. Um, sometimes it, I don't need to. <laughs> sometimes it's very. Sometimes obvious. it's pretty obvious, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but but it, for the benefit of clients, often it's it's for their benefit, not necessarily for mine. I mean, I can usually pick out in a one minute conversation with whether somebody's a visionary or an integrator. Um, and there's actually about four integrators for every hundred visionaries. There's a lot of visionaries out there. Right. And so visionaries are more on, well, I mean, it's what it sounds like. So more visionary, right. So more future thinking, you know, more woo, as is said on the strengths finder, which is another assessment, um, you know, like it's, it's get, like the people side of things and you know, the idea side of things. And it's like the energy based and, you know, it's a pretty exciting thing. I'm moving from one thing to the next. And it, there's a lot of misunderstandings about visionaries and visionaries honestly struggle 
oftentimes um, because they're not typically the people who are going to sit down and do rote work like we're taught in schools or in college. They will do it when they have to do it, but it's not their sweet spot. It's not their strength as opposed mm -hmm. to integrators who are a little more on the operational end of things. Um, it used to be called right brain and left brain. It's very similar to those like right brain, yeah, right yeah. brain is creativity right, yeah. and left brain mm -hmm. is, you know, more logical stuff. Um, it's kind of another version or another take on that, but, but it really is in line with that. So integrators don't mind, like me, don't mind working on the tactical project management stuff or, you know, the, the process, right? How do you build a process? What are the steps? How do you break that down? Like you get me on a call and I'm like, hold on, you want, you, you're a visionary and you just said on operational call that you're going to launch a podcast. Great. Okay. Do you know that there's like a hundred steps to getting that done? <laughs> How are we going to spread that out? Like what's going to be step number right. one, step two, step three, step four, right? And not everybody thinks yeah. that way naturally, right? And so it's a fascinating topic. Just kind of going along with what you're saying. And it's, it's the interesting thing about taking these types of tests is it's really telling on, on like if you're running a business, who you need to hire, right? If you're a, like scoring high on the visionary side, well, you better get yourself an integrator in there to set up those systems so that you can't actually accomplish these things, right? Or let's yeah. say it's just you and you're starting a podcast. Well, get some sort of virtual assistant or something to set up those systems for you or look online for systems that are out there or something because you, you can't do these things with just, you know, hope for the future. You've got to actually set up the present and, and, and make all of these things happen and, you know, figure out the bottlenecks and uh, figure out, you know, what's, what's going to go wrong and, and think about all of those things and manage that project. Okay. You can't do that. Get somebody to do that for you. So I, I, yeah, I think like taking this there if I can, test if I can. Like helped me a lot. Yeah. Can yeah. I add something to what you just Delivered to it was so powerful and it's a fascinating topic. That's really like just tapping into the theme that we've been talking about here. And like even going back to my childhood and you know what I shared. And, and I, I know there's people listening and watching and they're they're experiencing that too. I'm like, this is fascinating. Yeah, I didn't realize there was this and that, right? For 40 years, I kept people at an arm's like distance because I was traveling, I was doing these different things, I'm building a stadium, I'm traveling from city to city. I was in the military, I'm like, I'm a traveler, right? And, and that was challenging in business. And so if you're, if you're listening, you're watching, you're saying like, Hey, I'm a visionary. I, I resonate with that. Like people have been telling me I'm a jack of all trades. I'm, I can't focus, you know, I'm doing all that. That's nonsense. You're just not harnessing your strengths and talents in the right way. Right. And, and if on top of that, your resistance to coaching or connecting with a consultant or somebody that knows these kinds of things with regard to mindset, then you're really holding yourself back. And the same thing, if you're an integrator, you know, if somebody's telling you like, you always like to do this, but you won't put yourself in the public eye or all any of those things that you might've been told, you're just not harnessing your strengths and talents in the right way. And that is exactly what I did for 40 years of my life, just because I didn't know any better. It wasn't until I really, truly took the, I remember my first coach sent me a link for 97 bucks and I was like, oh, yuck. <laughs> I literally like had a, my heart was thumping and I was like, that's not what I was looking for. I really just wanted some mentorship, right? I totally didn't understand how things work. But the minute I just, I literally said to myself, Hey, Brad, don't be dumb. Like you have spent 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars out at bars or on drinks or something. You're not going to pay for a $97 link just so you get skin in the game. Like, don't be dumb. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. And so once you start tapping into these things, you can begin to transform everything. From there, I got into leadership and all these different, you know, business consulting and tracking the patterns and helping people with their bottlenecks. But you've got to get started somewhere. And so that's where I wanted to just uh, jump back in and just say, look, it's it's cool stuff. But it all comes yeah. down to knowing yourself. Either you go within first or you go without, period. You got to go in within first. I didn't, I wasn't able to scale. I was capped at seven figures. I was never going any higher. Like I shared with you before, um, because my, I didn't have the leadership skills. I didn't have the capability. I didn't know myself well enough. So how could I lead a team more effectively until I knew myself better? It sounds like a lot of what you're coaching is, you know, self-awareness. Uh, you know, with the management team, with the, the leadership team, whether it's the CEO or, or whoever in the organization. And, uh, you know, it's uh, even though you're great at processes and, and building processes for businesses, a lot of it is just getting in their head so they understand themselves better. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are worried about that, that exploration within themselves, mm. right? They want to protect themselves. They want to insulate themselves. They don't, they feel like it's uh, going to expose them that, oh, people, you know, I don't, I don't want to address my weaknesses, right? I, I want to just accentuate my strengths. Like, mm. how do you go about getting them to open up to you to realize this is something that's going to take them to the next level? You want me to give you some actionable information there for anybody who's an individual contributor, a leader, or on a team? Yeah, let's do it. Give it to us. Great. So I love the actionable stuff. Look, this is something that I actually teach to all of my clients in in corporate and when I do speaking gigs. And it's so silly, but it works. And it literally, in my typically, I show four slides, but you don't need them. I'll, I'll walk you through it, I'll make it fast and it's quick. But the number one problem that most businesses have, I don't care if you're in business for yourself or if you work for a Fortune 100 company, is getting started. Would you agree? Right. Just getting started Absolutely. on projects. Yep. yep. It's the number one problem in. that I see most often. People are just fearful for whatever the reasons. It could be mindset. It could be many things. That's not important for this conversation. Just getting started is the most important thing. And so I have these four slides that I show. The first one, I'll just verbalize it, right, is a dog. Okay. So I have a process called D2B2 and now you will have it in just a moment, right? It's called D2B2, not R2D2. It's D2B2 (laughs) and it's dirty dog, beautiful, brilliant. Okay. And so what I did is I took the scrum process and made it really simple and just so that anybody can understand it and you can think through it and you can visualize it immediately. All right. So to get started, you've just got to have a dirty version. And that sounds silly, but it's true. So the picture of the dog I show is it's a dog. He's caked in mud. You can barely tell it's a dog. And he's literally like rolling around in the mud and he's black with soot and mud, right? It's the dirty version. Okay. The next slide I show is a dog who's rolled around in a mud puddle. So it's a mud puddle. He's cleaned himself up a little bit. Now you can kind of tell it's a dog. You see a little bit of the fur, right? So then you move from dirty to dog. Okay. 
but you still wouldn't let that dog in your house. Definitely not. And you don't want to show that dog off to anybody either, right? So you got to move to the third version, which is, so it's dirty dog, beautiful, brilliant. So you move to the beautiful version. Now the beautiful version, when I show that is like, you've cleaned him up, you've given him a bath and now he can come in and out of the house and things like that. That is client ready. So there's another term I use, I have all kinds of acronyms and frameworks, but BFR. So it's beautiful, functional, ready. So it's client ready. You've put your client hat on and now that version, you've stepped through three iterations. Okay. But when we teach iterations, a lot of people don't know what we're, what we're saying, you know, communication is important. So you've just gone from dirty, you know, to dirty, to dog, to beautiful. It's client ready, but that's where most people stop, unfortunately. And um, I know, I, I, I know that, okay. I know Greg's going to love this and Russ, you'll love this too. Okay. The next version is okay. the optimization, right? So this is where we want to get to. We want to mm. get to the brilliant stage, right? So yes. when something's brilliant, you have tested it, you've run it through, you've evaluated it, you've optimized it, you know, you've run it through A-B testing, all these things. I mean, depends on what it is, but even if it's a project, like you've run it through the testing, you've, you've interviewed your clients, you're making sure they're getting results, whatever it is. There's just four stages to make something pretty freaking amazing. But yet most people are afraid to get started. So what I say to teams, yeah. once they have that framework and the last picture to cap that off is I show a dog with like sunglasses on, sitting at the picnic table, and he's like <laughs> smiling, and like he's, he's taking it to the salon. Maybe he has a bow on, you know. Maybe it's a cat, but anyway, you get it. Like there's just more phases. Right. But yeah. getting started is the most important part. So now that with my clients, I just say, "What do you? Okay, what? So why are we having this conversation? Go throw it on paper, and then let me see it. It's much easier for me to help you optimize something when you just whip it on paper. That gives just." Do a quick, you know, wireframe. It not even. It doesn't need to be an official wireframe. Just show Just me something on paper yeah. with some boxes, right? Right, and yeah. then we can take that and make something of it. Right. But so many people get caught up in just getting started. So that framework works. D two B two. I like it, and it's got a. It's got. It does have that Star Wars feel. So that that. Kind of appeals well, to I tell jokes side. about the R2-D2 and what that is, and you definitely don't want redundancy and all those other things that that stands for. Ah, there <laughs> you go. Oh, good, good, good. You know, so you, you'd mentioned like the $97. I just want to throw this out there. I believe now, and they're, they're going to bug you with a bunch of emails. Uh, I, I will say that about this, but rocketfueluniversity.com does have a free integrator visionary test that you can take. Uh, I did it like, I don't know, two years ago. I'm still getting emails, so they they will spam you a bunch. Uh, but it is a it is kind of a cool little free resource, at least to get entry into that. And then um, uh, I think taking some of these assessments is a is a great idea. Uh, well, yeah. we're, we're we're up against a we're up against the clock here. I, I do want to make sure that uh, if people want to reach out to you, Brad, how do they uh, get a hold of you? Yep. Uh, that is a quick question. I'm going to make this really fast because I want to just over deliver. So here I'm going to do something different and then I'm going <laughs> to deliver that. So here's one more thing. Everything like my whole life, when you and I, the three of us talked about this before we hopped on the podcast, but everything comes down to habits. And the cool thing is habits are trending right now, but that doesn't make them easier to implement. So I want to give you some actionable tools and then I'm going to give you a website you can come to and I'll give you some more information later. Look, make habits really simple. There's only three areas that we work in. I don't care if you're a CEO, you know, a female CEO of a Fortune 100 company or if you're a stay-at-home dad. It makes no difference. Break habits down into categories. 
You've got before work, at work, and after work. doesn't matter what you do. Those are the only three categories. And then figure out what the leading indicators are that are going to transform your life and your business based in those categories. So what do you need to do in the morning? What do you need to do at work? And what do you need to do after work in order to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve? And if you start tracking those things, you will start accomplishing things at a higher level. So I leave you with that. If you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out to me and you can reach me. Awesome. I'm on all the main social channels as Brad A. Period Milford, or you can reach me at buildbrilliance.net slash contact us. And I'd love to have the conversation wow. with you. Brad, you've been a wonderful guest and it's not an accident you're so good on a podcast because you actually host a podcast. Tell everybody about the podcast as well. Thank you. Thank you for that. I also have a podcast called Unlimited Business Wisdom, where we talk about leadership and sales and marketing and customer service and fulfillment and all kinds of business stuff like you, like the two of you do as well. So the, the, the real stuff that people need in business. Brad, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we gotta we got to get that podcast over the Best Business Network. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Brad. Yep. It's been great talk. My pleasure. Thank and you. Th thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on the podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed, and we are happy to take your questions. We would also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. If there's an area, let's say you need some solid business advice or some help, let us know. We might be able to build an entire episode around it and get your questions answered. You can reach out to us by visiting our website at DIYforbusinesspodcast.com. The link to that is in the podcast description, but it's really easy. Just type in DIYforbusinesspodcast.com. You got it. We thank you again for listening, subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. Trick ass.